C.S. Lewis once said, "A man does not have a soul; he is a soul. He has a body." Since soul has so many different meanings nowadays, I will change it to, "A man does not have consciousness; he is consciousness. He has a body, a vehicle." Do you ever wonder how it is possible to be born in this life without any instructions? A roadmap, please. In the first episode, we talked about the importance of joy in our lives. In this episode, I'd like to introduce you to human design. This is a wonderful tool to bring us into a state of joy. You might have already heard about it, as it is becoming very popular. A word of caution here: many people are talking about human design, but haven't gone through the proper training. It takes about three years to become a human design analyst, and human design has many complexities. It is like learning a new language. But before I talk about human design, I'd like to share with you a little bit of my journey that got me into the world of human design. This is the Heart Health Joy podcast. Inspiration, tips, and tools to find your purpose, live in health, and experience all the joy that life has to offer. I'm your host Anna, and I invite you on this journey on personal growth and fulfillment. I was born to parents who have always been interested in esoteric knowledge. From a young age, I was exposed to names like Blavatsky, Dion Fortune, Rudolf Steiner, and others like them. When I was around 28 years old, and for those who know a bit of astrology, this is connected to the Saturn return when transformative things can happen in our lives. I had what people call a spontaneous Kundalini awakening, and when the time is right, I will share this experience in the podcast. But Kundalini awakening is related to a series of symptoms that eventually culminate in what feels like a surge of electrical energy that comes from the base of the spine and shoots all the way to the head. I was surprised about it at the time, as I was not focused on any of that stuff. One of the things that happened after this experience is that I started having out-of-body experiences. And yes, this is another topic that we'll cover in later episodes. For now, I just want to give you a little bit of the timeline that eventually took me to human design. Going through all that led me to many years of investigations. I would choose a particular author, and I would read all of his or her books. Then I would go to the next one and the next one. A good portion of my life, I was studying. Trying to find people who had had similar experiences, so I could make sense of my own. What was their purpose, and why did that happen to me? What did it mean? I belong to a few esoteric schools. I learned from both Eastern and Western traditions, and in this process, I found teachers who helped me along the way. I'm forever grateful for them. At a certain point. I felt a good understanding of how things worked, and then I watched an interview with someone talking about human design. 
I immediately felt a connection to this and started to investigate everything about it and eventually decided to start my formal training with IHDS, which is the school created by the founder of human design. Through my training, many things kept confirming that human design is indeed a profound tool and should be paid attention to. When I started having out-of-body experiences over 20 years ago, I had an experience that was only explained when I started studying human design. I was never able to make sense of it until now. This experience is one of those instances where I was dreaming and woke up consciously in the dream, more like a lucid dream. I was in a house that I recognized and decided to go to the kitchen. But instead of the normal way to the kitchen, there was this dark corridor with several rooms on both sides. As I was passing through one of the doors, a figure jumped out at me. She seemed almost cartoonish, as her movements were not natural. She looked like an Egyptian goddess. She had wings and a feather on her head. And she was trying to not scare me, and said to me as gently as she could that Aad was going to take care of me. Then I woke up and I asked, who is Aat? I never understood that. And from time to time, I would think about it, still puzzled by it. When I was learning about the 16 faces of the Godheads in human design, I learned that I was born under Maat or Mahat, the winged Egyptian goddess that is known to have an ostrich feather on her head. She is the goddess of concepts of truth, balance, order, harmony, law, morality, and justice. These concepts, especially that of justice, have been my Achilles heel when I let the not-self or the ego surface. Even if I'm just watching a movie where something unjust is happening to someone, it makes me really uncomfortable. I have to say, even in Hallmark movies. And there are more coincidences here. Once my parents traveled to Egypt and brought to me a papyrus with two goddesses depicted on it. I knew one was Isis, but didn't know the other for a long time. Imagine my surprise when I learned that the other one was Maat. And by the way, when I encountered human design, I was close to my Kion return, which is another important marker in our lives. I was told through an intuitive experience that a full cycle had finished, one that started at my Saturn return with the Kundalini awakening and finished at my Chiron return. And a few days later, I was studying human design and the founder was talking about this cycle that starts at Saturn return and ends in the Chiron return. I have those little confirmations all the time with human design. Human Design was founded by Alan Robert Krakauer, known also as Ra Uruhu. He had a mystical experience in January of 1987. He had an encounter with what he called the voice, as he didn't know what else to call it. It was an intelligence far superior to ours. This encounter lasted eight days and nights, and a vast knowledge was given to him. If you are interested in knowing more, you can go to jovianarchive.com. What I like about human design 
differently from everything that I have studied before is that it is practical. A lot of concepts that I learned in the past, although useful in the sense of providing me with a more philosophical understanding of the world and of my own mystical experiences, didn't help me in the day-to-day -day life. Kabbalah was the closest one to offer me some practical tools and indeed helped me to apply the understanding that we are responsible for everything that happens in our lives. To get out of the victimhood mentality that is so common nowadays. The example that a teacher gave in class, and I never forgot, was if you're walking on a street and a stranger punches you in the face, the question that you must ask yourself is, what have I done in the past for this reality to present itself? This idea that we are responsible for everything that happens in our reality corresponded to what I was experiencing when I have out-of-body experiences. And it is something that I will talk more about in the future episodes. Going back to human design, it is really the user's manual for life. It gives us the instructions on how to drive our vehicle. It is a manual on how to be a human in this present cycle. Also very important, it helps us to learn how to relate to others. Everyone is uniquely different, and this knowledge helped me to respect all the different ways that people are created. This manual was imprinted on us by neutrinos at the time we were born. Neutrinos are the smallest subatomic particles that have mass and carry information, and that are constantly flowing through us and the planet, always imprinting information into our world. These primarily stream from the Sun, but also come from other stars and the planet Jupiter. We are continually responding to this influence, but we do so based on our design, which was determined at birth. Information is becoming a hot topic nowadays. In the realm of quantum physics, information influences how energy forms into the world we know. This is why neutrinos play such a huge role in who we are and in the development of our world. The issue is that we never had a way to read this many of ourselves, until now with human design. In my opinion, we had partial knowledge through astrology and other systems, but it was not complete. Human design is a synthesis of many different systems, but it's none of them. It has aspects of astrology, chakras, Kabbalah, I Ching, genetics, and quantum physics, bringing together all the most important aspects of each tradition in an elegant and deep way. Human design is known as the science of differentiation. We are all here to be unique, as each of us is imprinted differently. In human design, there are 26 activations. 13 planetary imprints, 9 centers, 36 channels, 64 gates, hexagrams, and 3 levels of substructures. This gives us countless ways to differentiate and an incredible depth of information to learn about ourselves. In the simplest way, human design helps us understand how we, individually, are designed to make the decisions that are best for us. It shows the correct way to align with our true self. It teaches to drive our vehicle. 
And when I say vehicle, I'm not only talking about the physical body, but also the emotional and mental bodies as well. Another area where human design brings tremendous help is in relationships. While we learn about ourselves, we have to remember that everyone is unique. Just because we can do something doesn't mean the other is imprinted in the same way and can do the same thing we do. It brings us more understanding and compassion for others. It helps parents to bring up children correctly, respecting their unique way of being. It deeply changes the way I see other people. Here's an example. I have a certain configuration that makes it very easy for me to get into a particular routine. And I have the willpower to stick to it. If I respond to something and I believe it to be good for me, I can do the strictest diet on the planet for a long time. Those who know me will attest to this. So it is easy for me to look at another person and judge them because every year they have a new year resolution and they never stick to it. I can do it. Why can't they? To me, it just looks like they're weak. As you learn human design, though, you understand that someone might not have this type of configuration. And there are no better or worse configurations, just different. So for them, this is not an easy task. It might not even be the correct path for them. But they keep trying because everyone does. In other words, they are following the crowd rather than their own inner authority. Human design, however, teaches them to follow that inner authority. Another great example. Let's pretend I'm giving a workshop on a particular diet and this person comes to see me about it. Because she is in my aura, she gets excited and feels the willpower to stick to it. This time I'm going to do this. She goes back home and a few days later loses that willpower. But that's because it was never her own willpower. This is so common when people go to those self-help workshops thinking that they will achieve the same thing that the host achieved. But that was just because they were in his or her aura. And whatever the goal was, it was doable for the host because it was part of their configuration. Finally, what I also like about human design is that it is not about just knowledge or faith. It is all about experimentation. As you work with this knowledge, you will come to see how effective it is for you. To understand our design, however, it is important that we have our correct date, time, and place of birth so we can calculate our precise human design chart. If someone doesn't know their time of birth, there are ways to find out through birth rectification. If you don't know your time, send me an email through my website, as I have a great person uh, whom I refer my clients to. My website is hearthhealthjoy.com. I hope this encourages you to know more about human design, about how you are uniquely designed to operate, and about what you're here to do. We are all here to bring our own gifts to the world, as no one else can offer what we can. But to do this, we need to know our design and live our design. I'll speak more about this in future episodes, covering types, strategies, and authorities, and more details about human design. Until then, may you walk your own and special path. 
Thank you for joining me for this episode. If you enjoy it and would like to continue this journey, make sure to subscribe to the channel. You can also stay up to date on all my news and episodes by subscribing to my mailing list at hearthealthjoy.com. Till next time, stay in joy.